dads and celebrate men. Um, I have an awesome dad, as you all know. And, um, you know, as we look at the scripture today, um, what our what our goal is today as we are looking at the word of God as fathers and as men is we're going to celebrate the good that we're already doing. But then we also want to encourage ourselves to be greater. Can I get an amen from the dads? Amen. We're doing some good stuff, but we can always get better. We can always move forward in our relationship with God. We can always move forward as a husband, as a dad, and we can always be inspired from the word of God. Um, to take it up a notch. And that's what we want to do today. We want to look at the Word of God as fathers, as men, uh, and women, you get to listen today as well, uh, for things that we can bring to our homes, things that we can bring to our families from the Word of God, really important things. So let's turn to Proverbs chapter 17. Proverbs chapter 17, we'll get to this in a second. And as I, as I mentioned, you know, I have a really awesome dad that you guys are all aware of. And just a little bit of my dad has given me mounds and mounds and mounds and hours and hours and hours of advice throughout my life. Uh, one of the things, and he continues to do so, which is great. And um, one of the things that my dad always taught me, uh, guys and everyone, is that life is all about decisions. That your life is made up of decisions. And this is something really important for dads. Um, that we can make decisions as it relates to our families. That God has given husbands and men a very distinct place of leadership within the family context. We th- we're thanking God for uh, moms and women today. But today we're focusing on men. And, and wouldn't you think that that's true? That there's, I-, I love both of my parents. But both of them are very distinct and the, to the things that they've brought to my life are distinct based on how God has gifted them. And God has given men, husbands, a very distinct place of leadership within the home, within the context of our children. That there's certain things that we can provide as men, as fathers, um, for our family. And like, like I said, my dad's advice to me always is life is made up of decisions. So in other words, sometimes you might make A bad decision, and so you don't want to compound that bad decision with another bad decision. You can make another decision that overcomes that decision. And then sometimes there's going to be things happen to you that you don't choose. And then we're going to make a decision to overcome that situation. So life is all about choices. How's that, Dad? That's good. All right. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 6 says, Grandchildren are the crown of the aged, and the glory of children is their fathers. So we see once again in the family, in the nuclear family context, we have grandchildren, we have grandfathers, that the influence of a father doesn't just end uh, with fatherhood, it continues through grandfatherhood, that the influence that we have on our children and then therefore our grandchildren is in this family context. Very important. Husbands, dads are hugely important in the context of the family. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1 says this. Didn't like these verses when I was a kid, but I love them now. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, for this is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, that you may live long in the land. So here in these verses, we see the principle of honor. That children are not automatically honoring creatures a little bit selfish obviously a little bit self-centered in how they live their lives 
And so dads, one of these things that we're supposed to do with our children, and we're supposed to teach our children to be honoring. They're supposed to honor us. They're supposed to honor uh, your wife. And then also, we need to teach our children to be honoring to other people. When they go to school, they need to honor their fellow students. When they go to school, they need to honor their teachers. Uh, they need to be taught how to honor authority. Because if they don't get taught how to honor authority in the home, how are they going to function in a job? How are they going to function in life? Because everywhere they go in life, they're going to be facing authority. And so when you, uh, when you have authority, you have to be taught. And dads, this is, will come from you. A big part of this will come from you, how to honor somebody. That just means to respect people and to esteem them. So this is something, dads, one of the areas that we can constantly be training our children, that we're going to honor our own parents, we're going to be honorable people, and then we are going to train our children how to be respectful and to esteem others. Let's turn over to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 16. And this is our, our main text for today. 1 Corinthians 16, and the Apostle Paul is writing to the leadership of the church here at the Corinthian church, and he says some really great phrases, and this is what we're going to be focusing on this morning. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13 says this, Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men. How many of you like that phrase? It's a good phrase. Act like men. Be strong, let all that you do be done in love great thoughts. And so these are the thoughts that we're going to be focusing on in this phrase, act like men. What does it mean to act like a man? Now, there might be cultural dictates um, that we would see in and around us that tell us how to act like a man. But here we see some great things, some great balanced things. Um, if we act in these various ways, we can actually bring balance to our lives. We can bring balance to our families when we as fathers act in these ways. So the first one that we see here uh, in verse 13, it says, be watchful. Now, what I want to focus on today, um, you know, there's a lot of different ways we could talk about this phrase. Um, but as it relates to training our children. So obviously all fathers have children. And God has, once again, like I said, has a very specific place of influence that God has given to us in the hearts and minds of our children. And so we need to be watchful as it relates to our children. Um, and not leave all of the upbringing and all of the training and all the things to our wives. That God wants us to be involved in the training of our children. Not, and you know, we're going to be busy. We're going to be working our jobs, doing all those different things. But when we come home, there is still going to be training to do specific to us. We need to be watchful training our children. Watching our children's attitudes. If our children's attitudes start to veer in bad directions, in difficult directions, this, once again, as, my, as I told you, my dad gave me a lot of speeches and still does, that this is one of the areas that he was very vigilant. And I would say he was more vigilant than me, with me than with my sister, but that will be a debate between me and my sister. He was very vigilant with my attitude, that he wouldn't let my attitude go. In any direction that was negative or sour or disrespectful or lazy. And he, he was very watchful as it relates to me training me uh, to be a man, to be a leader of a home. That he was, he, and you know, as I've told you many times, that I, I knew when I was 16 years old, when I hit 16 years old, I was going to have to go get a job in the summer. That 
all of my golfing and all of my playing around in the summertime was going to end the summer I was 16 years old. And that was true. But I knew that all of my life. And it was in the distance. <laughs> and then the day after school ended, when I was 16, that following Monday, you better know that I had a job. And he actually helped me to get a job. He wasn't going to wait to see if I was going to follow through. He was going to follow through for me on the thing that he had told me that he was training me for my whole life. Why? Because he wanted me to be a good husband. He wanted me to be a good father. And good husbands and good fathers have a job and have a career and are involved in providing for their families. And this is something that we need to be watchful for as parents, that we are going to be training our parents because they're not going to live in our house forever. We want them to go and function in society. And we want them to go and be uh, good children and good fathers. And then we also want our children to know God. We want our children to be, when they're away from us, they want, we want them to put their trust in God for themselves. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. This was to the children of Israel. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. This was a prayer that they would pray all the time and still do. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. Everybody say diligently. It means you keep at it. You know, my dad would say this phrase um, that it's a hassle to be a parent. In other words, it's constant. You, you always have to be vigilant. You have to be diligent to be training your children. Teach them diligently to your children. You should talk to them when you sit in your house. And when you walk by the way. And when you lie down. And when you rise. That's all of the time. That you are constantly. We are constantly training our children. You shall bind them a sign on your hand. They shall be frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house. And on your gates. Genesis uh, 18, verse 19, says this, For I have chosen him, that he may command his children, talking about Abraham and his household after him, to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice, so that the Lord may bring Abraham what he has promised him. I always love these verses. One of the reasons that God chose Abraham to be a carrier of the covenant what he knew about the heart of Abraham is that he was going to train his children. And as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, God is not interested in just a single generation. He's interested in generations. So God chose Abraham because he knew the heart of Abraham that he was going to train his children. And this is true for us dads. This is, what, this is why God has chosen us to be dads. That we would be training our children to keep the way of the Lord, doing righteousness and justice, so that the Lord may bring Abraham what he has promised him. That there is a preferred future for you and for your children in the God sense. God has ways and paths and purposes for your children. See, the enemy has a similar thing. The enemy has a plan for your child. The enemy has a plan for your child so that they will mess up their lives and they will waste years and years. But God also has a plan for your children. And we want our children to walk in God's plans, don't we? We don't want our children floundering around, doing their own thing. We always and should be. And this is what we would say to our children and what my wife and I say to our children. We want you to do what God has for you. Because what God has for you is the best thing for your life. 
beyond what I want for you. I want good things for my children, obviously. But what God wants for my children is even better. And so this is what we would train our children. This is what we would say to our children um, at nighttime, during the day, when we sit with them, when we walk with them. That they would hear and they would know that God's plans for their lives is the best thing. We want you to walk in God's plans. We want God's will for your life. We want God's will for your spouse and for your career and whatever you would want to do. I might want something for you and it's good, but what God has for you is the best. So God chose Abraham and he chose, chooses us so that we can be the same type of father that Abraham was. The next thing we see in those verses is this phrase, stand firm in the faith. Stand firm in the faith in, in relation to act like men. So what do men do? Men stand firm in the faith. That we put our trust in God. You know, there's a phrase, and I think it's kind of an overused phrase, uh, for people who do what I do. Um, and it is this phrase, a man of God. Now the word, the phrase man of God is not just reserved for people who do what I do. Uh, a, a man of God who's someone who puts trust in God. A man of God who is someone who puts trust in God for their family. And for the direction of their lives and for the direction of their household. Those, all of us are men of God, not just professional preachers. And we want to be men of God. What does a man of God do? A man of God stands firm in the faith. That we are going to be firm in our faith in God. We are constantly going to be putting our trust in God. Why? Because stuff is going to come our way. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult in life. Sometimes we're all aware of this. We know this. But what do men do? What do godly men do? And how do they act? Well, they stand firm in the faith. That we're going to be constantly putting our trust in God. And we can see some of these words here in Ephesians chapter 6. And once again, let's bring this, guys, into the context of our home. Into the, into the context of our families. Ephesians 6 verse 10 says, A final word, be strong in the Lord. And in his mighty power, put on God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will... Still be standing firm. Stand your ground. Don't you like all these phrases, guys? Stand firm. Resist the enemy. And we get to go to the battle. I mean, I like to compete all of the time. Any of you want to play a game with me? I am playing to win. But we need to play to win in life. We need to play to win in our families, in our homes. That we're going to be resisting evil in our homes. Be watchful, guys. Dads, husbands. Be watchful about what's going on in your home. So that we can stand against things that are coming against our families. That are coming against our home. That we would stand firm. That we would resist. And then here we're going to see this illustration that we're going to put on the armor of God. See, guys, we like to put on armor, don't we? We like to put on some hockey equipment or some football equipment. But the same is true spiritually for us, that God wants us to put things on us in our lives. And then when we put them on, they're going to be in our homes. They're going to be in our families. And let's see what this armor 
consists of. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth. Here's a really good thing for dads to be is truthful. You know why it's good to be truthful? Then you don't have to remember the lies you told. So don't tell any. It's a waste of time. And then you got to try to remember who did I lie to and what did I say? And then if you just tell the truth, you don't have to try to remember lies. Some advice somebody told me once. (laughs) Stand your ground. Put on the belt of truth. So what are we doing? We're bringing truth into our homes. We're going to speak the truth. We're going to stand for truth. We're going to tell our children to tell the truth. We're going to teach them the truth of the word of God. At the body armor of God's righteousness. Teaching our children about God's righteousness. The gospel. Helping them to understand about Christianity. I've had hours and hours of conversations with my daughters. About Christianity at bedtime. Questions about this and questions about this. And then we're going to teach them about God's righteousness. How do we know, Dad, about Christianity? Why is Christianity better than something else? And what about this person? And what about that person? And all these different things and big questions that kids have. And what are we going to be doing? We're going to be training our children in the ways of God's righteousness. Verse 15. For shoes put on peace. So here's a question for us dads. When we walk home after a hard day's work and we walk in, are we walking in? With shoes of peace. When people see us coming, our children, our spouse, when they see us coming, are they glad to see us? Or are they hiding in their rooms? No. Everybody should be glad to see you, including the dog. Everybody should come and hug you and be glad to see you when you walk in the house. And if they're not, you need to make some changes. Because if everybody's running away from you, you're not walking in shoes of peace. Where you go, you want to bring peace. You want to bring peace to your home. And you want to bring peace to your family. For shoes, put on peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith. This is what it means to stand firm in the faith. That we're going to have the shield of faith in our lives to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I'm enjoying this message this morning. I'm preaching to myself, so it's good. Next thing it said, after it said, act like men, what did it say? It said, be strong, stand firm in the faith. And then it said, be strong. Now, it's good to be strong physically. Dudes, if you're working out, awesome. Lifting some weights, doing some exercise, fantastic. That's a good way to be strong. You need to be strong because you're going to need to carry your wife's purse once in a while. You know what I mean? She's going into the change room and you need to hold all her stuff. So you got to be strong physically. You're going to need to move furniture around your house. When she wants to change everything. I want to take all the furniture at the front of the house and move it to the back of the house. And all the furniture at the back of the house to the front of the house. And then you get it there and she's like, ah, let's move it back. You need to be strong, guys. (laughs) To do that, that's important. But you also need to be a strong individual. You need to have some strength on the inside of you. Because you're a leader in your home. You're a leader in your family. 
And there's going to be times that, yes, and you're, you might get emotional and you feel emotional, but you need to be a strong, you need to be a pillar for your family because stuff is going to happen in life and it's going to be up and down and it's going to be all over the place. But you are going to have faith in God. You're going to stand firm in your faith in God, but you're also going to be a strong leader in your home. Be strong. And as I was thinking about these words, I was reminded of these verses here in Joshua chapter 1. The book of Joshua is Joshua taking over from Moses, who is a strong leader. And one thing I just wanted to mention here, you know, not everybody has an awesome dad or has had the blessing to have an awesome dad, guys. And then so maybe you're not necessarily standing on the feet of somebody else, but now's the good time to start. If you didn't have a great dad, break that tradition in your family and be a great dad. Be strong. So here, Joshua is following a fantastic leader, a really good leader. And then God is giving Joshua a vision for his life. In other words, something that's out in front of him. And this is something for all of us, uh, for husbands, for dads, for our families, that God has something out in front of us for our families. That our kids are growing, we're growing, we need to have goals and things out in front of us that we're moving towards. And this is what we see here with Joshua, that there was something out in front of Joshua that God had placed out in front of him. And hey, we're going to be watchful as fathers, as dads, to be aware of what those things are for our family. What does God have for us? What does God have for my career? What does God have for us financially? What is... What does God have for us, for my kids' education, and for where we're going to live, and all these different things that God wants us to be strong in these areas? Joshua chapter 1, verse 6 says this, Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess the land that I swore to their ancestors that I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them. Turning either to the right or to the left. For then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Guys, dads, husbands, studying the word of God. Meditate on it day and night. So you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. This is my command. Here's a good command, guys. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And where were they going? They were going to the promised land. God had something in their future, a promise, a future promise. Husbands, dad, dads out there. God has a future promise for your children. We want them to walk in it. Don't we? Do we want them messing around in life? Do we want them getting off track? So what do we need to be? We need to be strong and courageous. Because there's going to be stuff coming against your kids. There's stuff in the world coming against your kids. Unless you're watchful and strong in the faith and courageous. We need to be courageous to stand up against some attitudes that are being put in our children. Take a stand. Why? Because there's a promised land for our kids. There's a promised land for our grandchildren. Dads, don't we want them to walk in it? 
We do. And so what are we going to have to be? We're going to have to be strong and we're going to have to be courageous. We're going to have to be strong sometimes and say some things that aren't popular that our kids don't necessarily like to hear. And there's going to be some discipline that goes on that they don't necessarily want. And there's going to be some speeches. Really long speeches that they don't want to listen to. And they'd rather look at their phone. But they're not going to look at their phone. Because you have something to say. And for you to do that, you're going to have to be strong. And you're going to have to be courageous. Dads, can I get an amen? All right. So God has a future for you and for your family and for your kids. And we want our kids to walk in that future. Last thing around the act like men. So what are all these things that we're going to do? Just to remind you before we get to this last one. We're going to be watchful. Training our children. We're going to stand firm in the faith. Dads. And then what are we going to do? We're going to be strong. And then last thing it says around act like men. It says let all that you do be done in love. Now this brings balance to all of this. We're going to be strong. We're going to be courageous. We're going to be watchful. We're going to stand firm in the faith. And then everything that we do. Dads. Is going to be done in love. In other words, for the sake of somebody else. Here's the deal, dads. If you don't know this yet, you will figure it out. That your life is lived for your kids. Come on now. You're living your life. You are sacrificing. Hours and hours and hours every day to go somewhere to do what? To make sure your kids can eat and live indoors. Come on now. You're living your life for your family. And I have a question for you. What else is there better to live for than your family? Can you think of anything? There's nothing better to live for than to sacrifice every day, every amount of physical strength that you have, mental acumen that you have to go to work. Why? For your family. There's nothing better for you to do with your days. That's what, that is what you are made for. God has gifted you for it. Why? To be a leader in your home. Yes. And then how are we going to do it? How are we going to do all of these things that we're going to be watchable? We're going to stand firm in the faith. We're going to be strong and courageous. And then everything that we do, we're going to do in love. Jesus is our ultimate example, guys. For this, what did Jesus do for us? He laid down his life for us. Dads, grandfathers, we are laying down our lives. For our families, for our spouse, for our wife, for our kids. We're laying it down every day. And so that's why our jobs are awesome. Even if they're not awesome. Why? We're going to go work for our families. We're going to put a smile on our face and we're going to go there. Why? Because I know that I'm providing for my family. And I'm laying down my life. Like Jesus laid down his life for me. I'm going to lay down my life for my family. And to give my all for my family. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 2 says this. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Now usually we apply this to maybe 
a marriage relationship or a friend relationship. But dads, let's apply this to our kids. Because <laughs> this is true. With all humility and gentleness. With patience. Do you have to be patient with your children? Do you have to be patient with your children? Yeah, because why? Sometimes you give like a half hour long speech and then the next day they do the opposite of what you told them. And then what do you need to do again? I guess we need to go for 45 minutes this next speech. Why? Because we've got to be patient with our kids. We're not giving up our kids, up on our kids. God didn't give up on us. We don't give up on our kids ever. God didn't give up on us. So here we're going to do all this in love. Let's read a couple more verses in love and then we're done. Or some more verses about love. First John chapter 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, for, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us. Dads, we want the love of God manifest in our home. We do. So what are we going to do? We're going to lead the way. We're going to bring the love of God into our homes. We're going to love our wife. We're going to love our kids. Why? Because we want the, ma the manifested love of God in our homes. What about her and what about them? Well, you're going to be strong, right? And you're going to be courageous, right? And you're going to be a leader, right? You're not going to ask someone else to go first. You're going to go first. That God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we, if we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. Dads, this should be a prayer for us every day. God, perfect your love through me so that I can love my wife, that I can love my children. I want to have your love perfected in me because this is who you are, the one that I have faith in the one who calls me to be watchful and he calls me to be strong and courageous, that one, the God of the universe, the God who saves us, his character and his nature is love. God, I want to have your love perfected in me to my family. Last thing. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. Dads, think about this. This is what we can bring to our homes. Hebrews 10 verse 24. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. So not only are we going to bring love, but we're going to figure out how to stir up love in our homes. That when we walk in, there's peace and there's love. That we are bringing the love of God with us every day into our families. We're bringing the love of God to our children. We're bringing the love of God to our wife. And then what are we doing? 
What are we doing as leaders? We're stirring something up. We're stirring something up in our homes. See, I want my daughters to be the type of people that they're, you know, I want them to follow Jesus, yes, and we're well on the way there. But I, I want them, here's the simple thing, I want them to be good people. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I want them to be, to be good people, to do good things everywhere they go because Jesus is on the inside of them. And so what do I have to do? I've got to stir this up in them. I've got to figure out ways to stir this up in my home. Because I want my kids to be good people. I want them to follow Jesus and then do good things. I want them to follow Jesus and then do good things. And dads, we have this wonderful opportunity. We have this wonderful responsibility that God has given us. That God has empowered us. And he strengthens us every day to be able to do all of these things. That we could do all of these things with a smile on our face and joy in our hearts. Knowing that Jesus has given his life for us. And I can give my life for my family. Let's just pray this morning. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for your word today. We're so thankful, Lord, for all of the dads in here today. God, I just pray for all of them this morning all of the men of God in this room. I pray, Lord, that you're stirring all these things up on the inside of them so they can be a godly leader in their home and in their marriage and with their parenting. God, and we ask that you help us to train up a generation that knows you, to train up a generation that says yes to your ways and your purposes. A generation that loves you and does good. God, we pray that you help us to be watchful. We pray that you help us to stand firm in our faith. We pray that you help us to be courageous and strong. God, we also pray that you help us to bring love into our homes every day. Because you are love. We just thank you for that today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you need prayer or would like to share how this message has impacted you, please email info at thecitychurch.ca.